America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 11. 11. Day 11, Americans trapped behind enemy lines. I will tell you, I'm, the level of fury and anger, I was just watching Secretary of State suck up and take lectures on human rights from the communist Chinese Blinken. It seems like he's blacked out. Um, saying, well, there's, there will be now no deadlines on the evacuation of Americans. Okay. He's thinking, well, maybe, maybe they've actually changed their minds. Well, it then when asked, well, what happens to the Americans once the military leaves by the August 31st deadline? He says, well, we will use every diplomatic and, and economic assistance tool in our arsenal. <laughs> tool economic. Let me, let me translate that for you. We'll pay a ransom. For the hostages that are left that we are going to leave behind. Uh, but we got 114 countries now. That we're, they're going to join us in pressuring them as if they're going to give a flying rip at the new Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan because they will not care. How naive, how dumb, how stupid are these people? The worst part of this to me is the following. And we've been showing this map, and I, I kept re, I, I kept telling my team last night while the show was going on on TV, we have put a time-lapsed map together of the Taliban's march from early May, mid-May, late May, early June, mid-June, late June, early July, mid-July, into late July, to where we are today in their takeover of Kabul. And it was clear as day in May, what was happening, that the Afghan army that Joe was bragging about just a couple of short weeks ago is sort of the best trained in the entire world. They got 300,000 and they even have an air force and everything. Well, now we kind of gave, you know, now now we've given our Blackhawk uh, helicopters. Uh, Joe left them for the Taliban. So now they're one of the best armed uh, terrorist groups in the world on top of everything else and all the other munitions and up armored Humvees and vehicles and weapons and munitions, you name it, we left it, you know, estimates as high as $80 billion worth of, of American military might just left there because there were no provisions made when it would have been easy. The deal that Donald Trump struck was predicated first on a phone call with the president of the United States at the time, Donald Trump. We'll play him later in the program, what he said in 2017, and how he first wanted to pull out right away and realize this is where they staged the 9-11 attacks, and, it, and, and we needed to get conditions right for a withdrawal. A hasty withdrawal would be a bad idea, and he changed his mind. He altered his plan. But when he finally got to the point where the Taliban was under full control, and that there was a moment, oh, they negotiated with the Taliban. But the conversation, and I've now had it confirmed by President Trump himself, Mike Pompeo, Mark Meadows, I wish they would release the transcript of this call. They love to release transcripts of calls with Donald Trump and foreign leaders, but apparently not this one for some reason. I, I can imagine why. And the conversation, as told to me, confirmed by numerous sources, went something like this, I'm paraphrasing, um, before we ever talk about any deal, let me make one thing extraordinarily clear to you and that you need to understand deeply 
my commitment that if we do make a deal, if you violate, if every die I on that paper that is signed is not dotted and every T is not crossed and you don't follow every single comma and period in that agreement, I will obliterate you. I will wipe your ass out, period. That was the first thing. And then the president reminded the head of the Taliban what he did to ISIS and how he destroyed the caliphate. And then something to the effect of what I have planned for you is much worse. And apparently the question came back, you mean you'd unload everything you got? And the answer went back, that is correct. Do you understand me? Apparently Trump stopped and said, do you fully, completely understand before we even discuss any deal? And then the guy said, yeah, I understand completely. Now, in almost the last 18 months of the Trump presidency, not one American was killed. Not one in Afghanistan. Not a single American. The Taliban didn't go on the march that they began in, in what, April, and then May, and then June, and July, taking over the country. And Joe Biden is telling us how great the best-trained military on the face of the earth, the Afghan military. And they didn't do it when Trump was president. They didn't do it. Included in this deal was conditions-based withdrawal, conditions on the ground, it also included America keeping Bagram Air Force Base. We built it, might as well keep it for other strategic purposes. Uh, it also included the promise that they will be obliterated if they interfered or hurt a single American. None of this happened with Biden. And in this time-lapsed map that I've been airing on television, it shows you how quickly... The Taliban took control of the entire country. It's not like they couldn't see it because it was happening in real time. The CIA, according to my sources, Hannah, you must have really good sources. They left six to seven weeks ago. And I'm told, by the way, that in no uncertain terms that the CIA informed Joe Biden and the Secretary of State and the National Security Advisor and the Joint Chiefs and the Defense Department exactly what was happening. They didn't hide it from Biden. And my guess is that, mark these words, put a little asterisk at this time right here, Hannity prediction. One day, we're going to get all the documents and we're going to get all the intel reports, all the dire warnings that Joe Biden ignored, assuming we're now in a position where we're going to leave thousands of Americans behind. Now, my sources again today, I'm trying to get a number, trying to get around a number. And let me just say a couple of things, because I talked to a lot of people today. And one of the things that that struck me in my conversations with my, my sources is that they have no idea how many Americans are still left behind enemy lines, number one. Number two, we do know that the numbers are in the thousands. Number three, I was told in no uncertain terms that, in fact, the 
what Biden is telling us and Jen Psaki is telling us is completely at odds with what they are being told by our intelligence community that's on the ground. They are lying to us. And that, too, prediction time, those documents will reveal this great lie. And that they had every indication, they had all the time in the world as the Taliban was on the march. Now, they had a lo- number of options. We had complete control of Kabul, and and we could have started striking the Taliban. I mean, military weaponry, modern military technology is, you know, this, this is the difference. We'll never, we should never, ever think about sending our national treasure, our sons and da- daughters, door to door, you know, banging on doors in in Iraq and Baghdad, you know, only to get blown up by an IED, you know, because we have the the pinpoint accuracy. We can win wars. We defeated the caliphate by pushing buttons in, in our facilities in Tampa, Florida and elsewhere. Stuff that things that David Petraeus has been telling us. These are options. As the Taliban was on the march, we had the option of, of pushing them back and blowing them to smithereens because we can see them. We can identify them. That's how great our intelligence gathering is. The 99% in the intel community, they're amazing people. The 99, not the 1% that I criticize. I always make the distinction. You know why? Because the people that do protect us are the best at what they do. And many of them risk their lives in ways that we'll never know. Same with the FBI, the 99%. They do such a phenomenal job. So I say all of this, so we've got thousands of Americans. We've got an artificial deadline Joe has agreed to. Now we have the Secretary of State blink and say the Taliban controls Kabul, is in largely control of everything, in spite of Jen Psaki's claims of success, great success here. We have story after story of Americans with passports that can't get to the airport because they're being turned around by the Taliban. And that basically we're told, we're being told that Americans will be left behind. But we're, our hearts are not supposed to be troubled because Tony Blinken makes the comment that, well, well what happens, you know, when the, you know, if we don't evacuate some Americans, he said, there's no deadline for that. But then the next question, the media did very, very good. State Department says, well, 4,500 Americans evacuated since August 14th. Okay. So 4,500 since, August 14th, you know, wasn't that around when Biden was saying this 15,000? So that's, you know, uh, that, that we still, we're, we're not in sync here. In other words, we got 10,000. And it was when I, I paused when I was speaking with one of my sources today that knows, I said, how many, how many people are we talking about? And he said, Sean, listen to me, thousands and thousands and thousands and we and we can't we're not going to get them all out i was told that directly adam schiff is even saying it publicly so i'll use his words to corroborate never told the truth in his life he's telling the truth here because he knows this you know why he did this this is a cya for him and every democrat on the intel committee and so uh, now, now, Blinken can say all he wants. There's no deadline for evacuating Americans. Then the media asked a good question. Well, what happens when our military leaves in, in five and a half days? Well, that's a good question. Um, we'll use every diplomatic and economic tool in our arsenal. I'm like, economic assistant tool in our arsenal. I'm like, 
<laughs> so the military leaves Americans behind enemy lines in the hands of terrorists, the Taliban. And you're basically saying, well, we're going to offer, we'll buy their way out. <laughs> Gee, that would give me such confidence. And we learned that the G7 Europe, apparently the reason Joe was four or five hours late, they were begging him, trying to convince him to extend the Afghanistan troop withdrawal date. While the Brits, the French, the Dutch, they've been sending their troops behind enemy lines. It was one other piece of intel I got today. That we have special forces on the ground that are chomping at the bit. They are begging to go save Americans. This is what they train for. They are livid and apoplectic that they're not being allowed to do their job. That's the truth, too. 800-941-SEAN. We'll give you the latest news and information I promise you won't get from the mob as we continue. So let's examine this this whole thing here. So now Blinken has said there's no deadline to evacuate Americans. What happens when uh, the military leaves, Mr. Blinken, sir? Uh, oh, well, uh, we will use every diplomatic and economic assistance tool in our arsenal. You're going to pay for them to get out? You're going to bribe them? You're going to pay a ransom? Then 114 countries are, 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 are going to stand with us from outside of Afghanistan, standing in, putting all this pressure on the Taliban, the terrorist group. One other thing. We have evacuated 4,500 um, uh, Americans since August the 14th. Joe Biden said on August 18th we had ten to 15,000 people there. And Blinken saying today that we have under 1500 those numbers don't add up uh, by even using fuzzy math the g7 leaders you know begging trying to convince biden to eliminate this this artificial august 31st deadline why he didn't do it i don't know u.s troops will still until all americans are out of afghanistan even past the august 31st deadline biden is now telling abc news you know, okay, that was what he said on August 18th. What, what happened to that? They're contradicting themselves all over the place. Earlier today, Biden laughed off a reporter's question about leaving U.S. hostages behind. You know, Biden laughed. Apparently there was a gaggle and before a meeting that he was having. And the, somebody brought up the possibility hostages might be left behind. And the incident happened as Biden was leaving a cybersecurity conference. Why this isn't his full-time obsession, I don't know. What will you do if Americans are still there after the deadline? Biden laughed and smiled. You'll be the first one I'll call if there are Americans left after the August 31st deadline. Well, he's, he's, you're a riot. You know, remember Jackie Gleason. You're a riot, Alice. A regular riot. Blinken claims that there were only 6,000 Americans trapped in Afghanistan, contradicting Joe Biden's comments. Blinken claimed that all but 1,000, he thinks, maybe under 1,000 have been evacuated. We don't know any real numbers. Biden said yesterday he's going to have the numbers, the exact numbers. We don't have them. Children are being left behind at Kabul airport as Biden is ready to leave. We'll continue.
show, a thermonuclear MMA assault on fake news. Hannity's on right now. By the way, sources now telling Fox News from the NSC, the State Department, and, and joint staff on a Senate call that Joe Biden lied. Uh, I'm sorry, that Tony Blinken lied. That apparently they think over 4,000 Americans are in Afghanistan. And they caution the number will fluctuate as some decide to stay in the country. So uh, what we've been pointing out, listen to what Blinken just said earlier today. But let me be crystal clear about this. There is no deadline on our work to help any remaining American citizens who decide they want to leave to do so, along with the many Afghans who have stood by us over these many years and want to leave and have been unable to do so. That effort will continue every day past August 31st. Are there any concrete steps you can give to people who are very worried right now, understandably, about whether they're just going to be forgotten, left behind, disappeared once the United States withdraws its military and can no longer protect their safe passage to the airport or you know, their other livelihoods? Yeah. Uh, the short answer is no, they will not be forgotten. And as I said, uh, we will use every diplomatic, economic assistance tool uh, at our disposal, working hand in hand with the international community, uh, first and foremost, to ensure uh, that those who want to leave Afghanistan after the 31st are are, are able to do so. Uh, Okay, what did Joe Biden tell us? Because this doesn't add up the math. That's why now all of a sudden they're they're quickly running back the 1500 number. But Joe Biden promised yesterday we get exact numbers. Now we're getting it all contradicted completely. Listen what Biden had said. All troops are supposed to be out by August 31st. Even if Americans and our Afghan allies are still trying to get out, they're going to leave. We're going to do everything in our power to get all Americans out and our allies out. Does that mean troops will stay beyond August 31st if necessary? It depends on where we are and whether we can get ramp these numbers up to five to 7,000 a day coming out. If that's the case, be, they'll all be out. Because we've got like 10 to 15,000 Americans in the country right now, right? And are you committed to making sure that the troops stay until every American who wants to be out yes. is out? Uh, okay. Can you make heads or tails of that? Hang on, I got to send a note to my attorney. There you go. All right, dot, 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 dot. Bingo. All right. So we now got a report out that apparently the New York Post has put this out. We're learning that children are being left behind at the Kabul airport as tens of thousands of Westerners and Afghan citizens scrambled to get out of the country. And a desperate man trapped in Afghanistan told President Biden to go to hell as he comforted two sobbing children left behind at Kabul airport by their parents. The cowering uh, and crying brother and sister reportedly left behind when their parents entered the airport at the Capitol without them during the pandemonium. Apparently there's footage from, I don't know what ITV News is, but some ITV News show. Have you heard of ITV News, Linda? I don't pay attention to this crap. I have. You know what is it? Do you know? It's ITV. <laughs> okay, I got that part. <laughs> is it like a news channel? Or yeah, it's just another. It's it. another up and comer. You're just a wise ass. All right, I got it. You're giving me. You're giving me your Philly, New York stuff. 
Listen. Um, it's your. This is the consequences. This is the repercussions of it, Mr. Biden. It's your calculation. Another man holding a British passport made an impassioned plea to, to Boris Johnson. At least Boris Johnson sent paratroopers into behind enemy lines to save his people. Just get us the hell out of here. I'm a British citizen. My kids are British. They're stuck here. They closed the door on us and they're shooting back at us. Again, ITV. Our kids are struggling. We're, we're in a big mess here. The British Army is right behind these fences. They're, they closed the gate. We're not, they're not letting anyone in. Blinken said that there were only 6,000 Americans trapped in Afghanistan. Well, that contradict Joe Biden's statements that there were 10 or 15,000. Now we know that it was Peter Alexander. Who's he with? NBC? I'm not sure. I asked President Biden what he will do if Americans are still in Afghanistan after the 831 deadline. His response, you'll be the first person I call. No questions, as usual. You know, Richard Engel, hardly a member of the vast right-wing conspiracy of NBC News reporting from Kabul, sees on the ground what's been happening. I think they just got him out. They got Clarissa Ward out, I know, at CNN. I mean, she did some very brave reporting, in my view. Anyway, Engel said that he believes history will look back at the handling of evacuations from Afghanistan as a very dark period for the United States and that history will look back at, at this that way. I mean, he's not wrong. You know, you step back, you look at what's going on. This is the United States after 20 years. This war was used to be called Operation Enduring Freedom. Turns out not to be enduring, and they're not leaving behind a society that is free. It's only free according to what the Taliban says. You can look at this is tremendously humiliating, a moment of American humiliation, leaving, forced to leave on the Taliban's clock and with Taliban's good graces. So tactically, it makes sense. I'm not sure how history, I think history will judge this moment as a very dark period. He could not be any more right. That is now sadly inevitable. Um, it's just sadly inevitable. James, I just sent you a bunch of stuff. If you can get that out, get that over here as quickly as possible. Somebody tell James. I don't know if he's listening to me. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. We have one report now that the State Department is now saying that that Tony Blinken, oh, he just misspoke. And that the 4100 number is not accurate. And now, apparently, according to the NSC, the State Department joint staff, that on the Senate call, approximately 4100 Americans remain in Afghanistan. And then they said approximately 4500 evacuated so far. At least they're getting a little closer to Joe Biden's claim of 10, uh, 10 to 15,000. I don't know what's so funny in Joe Biden's mind. You'll be the first I call. Well, that's not that funny to me. Seeing these kids left behind, I, I can't believe what our eyes are showing us. White House is said to be furious as these two congressmen traveled to Kabul. I think one was a Democrat, from Seth Moulton. Never really heard of him, to be very frank. And a Republican, Peter Major, is, I don't know how to say his name, flew in and out of Afghanistan on a charter aircraft. We're on the ground at Kabul Airport for hours on Tuesday. And then they're getting excoriated by Pelosi. Why? Because they're going to help their, their constituents out. Good for them. Both of them. Members of Congress, we have a duty to provide oversight for the executive branch. Both of them said we conducted the visit 
And both said that there's no way that the evacuation, they said the evacuation started so late, no matter what we do, we won't get everyone out on time. Not even by September 11th, he said. Moulton is a Marine who'd been an outspoken critic of the Iraq war, served multiple tours of duty in Iraq. Majir apparently deployed as part of the Army Reserves, later worked in, the, in Afghanistan at a non-governmental organization providing aid. Three officials familiar with the flight said the State Department, Defense Department, and White House officials are furious about the incident because it was done without coordination. Well, apparently they're not getting back to anybody. They can all drop dead. Good for these two congressmen, a Democrat and a Republican. Hannity, you never say anything nice about a Democrat. There, I just said it. Good for them. Reporter from uh, Australia, a name apparently one of the co-hosts of, I guess, their version of 60 Minutes, Sarah Abo, I don't know how to pronounce it, A-B-O, um, pushed back on the spokesperson for the Taliban, Suhail Shaheen, about the Taliban rule in Afghanistan, listening to their official spokesman. You know, you would think that Cabo was in the midst of celebration, she narrated. If there's not... If there was not the support of the people of Afghanistan, we would not have been able to put an end to the occupation, Shaheen said. They supported us with their sons. They supported us with their money. You expect the rest of the world to believe the Taliban is swept to power off the back of support of the Afghan people, she asked? Yes, I do. That's true. It's not true, apparently, the reporter said. Actually, it's a decent reporter in the world. Maybe we can give her citizenship here. Anyway, then the... Taliban spokesman Shaheen says, oh, if it's not, it was not the support of the people, how can we fight 54 countries in the world? Well, you've swept to power in Afghanistan because of the brutality and barbarity of your regime because you swept regions across this country killing people. Good for her. And Shaheen denies it. No, no. There are very few choices in that country. It's either surrender or be killed, said the this, this woman interviewing the spokesman. Taliban spokesperson. No, you're speaking the narrative of our opponents like their spokesperson, Shaheen said. We're hearing about people being targeted and executed. Afghans with the allies who are being killed in the streets, said this reporter. No, no, this guy denies that too. People that helped the United States and their allies during this 20-year war. The Taliban's going door to door, finding these people, killing them. What about those reports? And then they're all lying the day and night to the Western media, the Western people, in order to mislead the opinion of the world against us. Then the reporter asked if the Taliban views women equally. Of course we do. In their own way, on the basis of the Islamic rules, they have all the rights, all the basic rights. Okay. And then the reporter goes on and says the Taliban oppressed women, taking women as sex slaves. Then the reporter says, can you guarantee these Afghans who assisted allied forces will be safe under your leadership? Yes. The guarantee is our official statement. Yeah, that's a lie, too. They'll be dead. How do you know, Hannity? If history is any guide and what we're witnessing and what's being reported is any guide. The Taliban just announced on radio truck speakers that accept uh, international that no Afghan is allowed to enter the airport and they have blocked all entries only international are allowed at this time Wall Street Journal just put out the CIA US troops conduct missions outside a Kabul airport to extract Americans finally well that's the first bit of good news I've heard
considering the French have been doing it, the Brits have been doing it, why haven't we been doing it? Fox News has a report. Gay men in Afghanistan are describing the Taliban's takeover as their nightmare. If we get caught, they will kill us. Women have been saying the same thing. Our lives are over. Pentagon spokesman says officials in daily communication with the Taliban about which refugees we want in. (laughs) They're not letting any of them in. They closed the airport, the only exit point. They got control of the whole country, Joe, and you let it happen. It's the most humiliating moment. This is worse than the Iranian hostage situation. That's why I keep doing my little time-lapse map on TV just to show you how how obvious it was what was happening and how much time we had when we had full control over this. They didn't lift a finger. Not a Secretary of State, not a not a not a Joint Chiefs, not the Defense Department, not the National Security Advisor, nobody. And the CIA, I heard, have done their job. Then I got their people the hell out. And they told everybody. That's what people are telling me. The intel is clear, and it was clear. There was no ambiguity. And that documents in the future will show that they were warned repeatedly not to let this happen. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. House Republicans introducing legislation forcing Biden to extend the evacuation deadline. How did this happen? Why did why, how is it how is it possible? Taliban ignores Biden's request, stops Westerners now from getting to Kabul. That's a report out of the Daily Mail. So much for Biden's tough talk. Australian citizen is beaten by the Taliban while trying to reach evacuation flights as Islamists ignore the president's demand to let civilians get to the airport. That was the end of the Daily Mail. Taliban are killing innocent children during their rampage across the country. Former interior minister claims as he posts photos of dead bodies on Twitter. I hope that Jack keeps them up so America and the world can see the truth. Sure, I'll find a reason to, to, to excuse the Taliban. Apparently, they still have access to Twitter. Female Afghan journalist fears the Taliban will kill her. She's not wrong. She's not wrong at all. A bill would prohibit the government from charging evacuees for flights out of Afghanistan. That's happening. Biden U.S. withdrawal by August 31st contingent on the Taliban's cooperation. Yeah, it's all contingent on the generosity and the kindness of the terrorist organization known as the Taliban that is tied at the hip with Al-Qaeda. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Biden's approval down to 41 percent. It's the least important issue at this moment to me, to be honest. Anything political. Get everybody home. This is disgusting. Islamic Emirate of Afghanistan. Joe on his knees. Joe, all of it preventable. God help these people, and they will need our prayers because apparently they're not getting help from our government.